The internet is jam-packed with fitness and nutrition advice. But how is one supposed to hack through all the garbage and pick out the gems? I've done a lot of research over the years as a way to help myself on my own path. However, as a result, natural byproduct, I've become a resource for my organization and my clients by becoming a certified nutrition coach as well as a certified personal trainer. I've also got an understanding of anatomy and physiology based on my education as a paramedic, which I know a lot of you out there have that as well. All of these things have culminated and allowed me to more precisely cut through the BS out there. In today's episode, I'd like to share with you some of the things that I've discovered floating around out there that are misleading, as well as provide you some things that you can do to boost your immunity during these viral times. You are a firefighter and an EMS professional. You are a part of a worldwide brotherhood of dedicated servants and you put your life on the line every day for others. Because of that, you deserve better. We are often our own worst enemies and it's time to own it. Let's work to improve and change the status quo. That change starts with us, right here, right now. In every situation we're faced with, as we see a need, we own it and we act. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited. Hey everyone, my name is Ryan Rodriguez and I'm the founder of Ignited and your host for the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. The Ignited Movement is a brotherhood of firefighters who challenge the status quo through a forum dedicated to self-improvement and accountability. In each of these episodes, we discuss a myriad of different things challenging the fire service today, from leadership and tactics to how to improve ourselves physically as well as mentally. We aim to civilize the mind but make savage the body. And even though the focus is on the fire service, topics and principles we discuss can be applied by professionals everywhere. That being said, let's light the spark. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. Thanks for being consistent listeners. Uh, now, talking about this nutrition, these nutrition myths and immune boosting things, uh, it can be daunting to start doing the research on your own. And it's hard to know where to go. Who do you trust? It's very difficult because the, the market is saturated. The internet is full of people who are trying to tell you, eat this, don't eat that, do this diet, don't do that one. Um, like I said, it's difficult. All too often we find an article, I've been victim to this too, where after you do the reading, at the very bottom of the page, you see a food company or association that's the sponsor of the article. And that, to me, immediately undermines the credibility of the whole thing. I feel like I've just wasted time. Uh, so like, for example, when you read or when you read the article and then at the very bottom, the American Dairy Association is the sponsor. And the whole article was about how milk is good for you and it's so great. Drink more of it. You know that they're telling you that because they're the ones selling the product. They've got a vested interest, right? Well, my vested interest is making sure that my clients are the healthiest and fittest version of themselves based on the physical work that they're willing to put in and the mental discipline it takes to stick to a diet regimen. And keep in mind that there's a difference between your diet and going on a diet. While going on a diet can offer some short-term solutions or a jumpstart to long-term goals, going on a diet 
should be a short-term thing. Being aware of what's out there and what to avoid can help you hone in on the path that you should take in regards to nutrition. So let's start with some nutritional myths that are floating around out there. I've got four of them for you. Number one, pack on the protein. Remember the image of that muscle-bound bodybuilder that I referenced in last week's episode? Think about what that guy is sitting down to eat. You're probably thinking of a mountain of chicken breasts sitting in front of that guy, right? A lot of us think that loading up on lean protein is the key to building muscle when in actuality, too much protein is like too much of anything else. Unhelpful at best and unhealthy at worst. What you need to understand is that your body can only absorb so much protein and it excretes the rest. As a rough guide, an average inactive person requires one gram of protein per one kilogram or 2.2 pounds of body weight, while for an active person with a goal to build muscle requires two grams of protein per kilogram or one gram per pound roughly of body weight. Not only that, it's best to spread it out in portions of like 25 to 30 grams rather than eating it all in one go. Plus, if you're getting loads of your daily calories from protein, chances are you're cutting back on something else like fruits and veggies and whole grains, things like that. As you do that, you're very likely to miss out on the vitamins and minerals that you need, particularly key immune-boosting nutrients that I'll talk about later. But you'll also find your workouts are more exhausting and your recovery is much more painstaking. Number two, fear fat. There's a huge misnomer out there in regards to fat and that, quote, the easiest way to get a sleek physique is to cut fat out of your diet. While it's true that too many processed fatty foods will hurt the hard work that you're doing in the gym, fat isn't the enemy. Monounsaturated fats found in avocado, olive oil, nuts, and polyunsaturated fats, in particular those essential omega-3s that you get from fish like salmon, support overall health, as well as help you feel more full and more satisfied. The key here is choosing wisely. Cut back on highly processed foods containing saturated and trans fats. Often those types of things are found in the hydrogenated vegetable oil, or aka fake butter, right? The I can't believe it's not butter stuff. While I'm not promoting a full-on keto approach, you can still achieve toned muscle definition and a healthy body fat percentage with a diet that includes regular amounts of good fats. Use healthy fats to support your fitness, like using trail mix while you're actually hiking a trail, right? As it was created for. Number three, fasting is foolproof. That is not the truth. You may have heard a lot about intermittent fasting or IF lately, but that doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. It's touted as a one-size-fits-all solution, but success will depend on a whole range of factors like your overall health, your body type, your work schedule, your sleep patterns, fitness goals, all of that stuff. Most studies on IF have focused on weight loss, and early studies into muscle loss and growth with IF suggest that while it may not cause muscle loss, it's probably not ideal for gaining muscle. Muscle growth requires an excess of calories. So trying to fit them into what's called the feeding window between fasts might just feel like you're constantly stuffing yourself. Depending on how much IF reduces your caloric intake, 
You may even find your exercise performance slips and you end up losing ground on your fitness journey altogether, which is obviously the exact opposite of what you want. So you have to be careful with that. Number four, all calories are created equal. Not true. We've seen people use anything and everything to bulk, chowing down on double bacon cheeseburgers washed down with a milkshake. But an intense workout regimen that calls for extra calories isn't an excuse to go off the chain like that. Just because a food has high calories, it doesn't make it great for bulking. Quality over quantity, right? You want to focus on the type of protein, the type of calories. You've heard me say it before, quality over quantity. Eating and burning junk food calories instead of nutrient-dense whole foods can negatively impact your immune system, your sleep patterns, your hormonal balance, which affects your mood ultimately, and your overall health. Being healthy is the first priority of any of us on the fire truck, which means we should be conscious about what it is that we're eating. And I'm not saying that we're banished from enjoying the occasional 3 by 3 at In-N-Out with cheese fries, but I am saying that your daily diet shouldn't consist of choices like that. And I know you're probably shaking your head and think like, yeah, I know this, Ryan, I already know this. But you'd be surprised of, of how many people out there actually live this way. Or when you go on shift, you just are off the chain with your diet. Hone it in. And don't believe any of those myths that I just went over. Now that we've talked about the myths that are out there, let's talk about some of the things you can introduce into your system to boost your immunity. And if it's something all of us running on EMS calls needs right now, it's immunity. I know I'm probably calling down the thunder here, but I don't get sick often. And if I do get sick, it's typically a strong strain of something. And even then, my body is able to fight it off pretty, pretty easily. I'm not saying this to brag. I'm really not doing that. And like I said, I know I'm calling down the thunder on this, but I'm saying this as an example that it can be done but you've got to be conscious of your health and your immunity. As a pure fitness trainer and a nutrition coach, I know that people make a lot of unquantified correlations out there. So for example, some people out there who run six miles a day and have 1% body fat may be physically capable of accomplishing those consistent feats, but their bodies aren't prepared to fight off the smallest viral infection, let alone this whole COVID thing, right? So I've got four things you can introduce into your diet via food or supplements that'll help boost your immunity, regardless of what level your physical fitness is. Number one, zinc. Like most of us, you probably don't pay attention to the amount of zinc you're getting, but it's critical for a healthy immune system that functions at its best. Zinc is naturally found in red meat, shellfish, blech, poultry, dairy, legumes, oats, nuts, tofu, and whole grains. Uh, another surprisingly high uh, or zinc-rich food, I guess, is oysters. I haven't done the research on that, or I, I actually just wound up reading that just before I recorded this. So for those of you out there who like oysters, you're getting plenty of zinc. Number two, well, you're getting plenty of zinc in that thing, at least. Number two, probiotics. Gut health is linked to the health of your overall immune system. Look after your belly, and your belly will work hard to look after you. Greek yogurt is a great source of probiotics, and I eat that often personally. And you can also find them in a variety of fermented veggies like kimchi and sauerkraut, which I don't often eat. Uh, if you want 
uh, probiotic boost on the go. You can put some kefir into your protein shakes, which I do. Um, I'll mix in like a strawberry kefir into my vanilla protein, and it's awesome. Strawberry vanilla milkshake. Uh, It does add some thickness to it, so be wary of that. Or you can drink some kombucha, which is something else that I also do. I don't drink it every day. I think at the most, twice a week at the very most. Uh, Just make sure to check out the sugar content on these things. Personally, I love Brew Doctor kombucha because they extract the alcohol. Uh, They use all organic ingredients. And uh, the only only hang-up on that is that kombucha tends to be all carbs and sugar. But the cost is worth it to introduce those probiotics into your gut. Just remember, you got to get into the gym and work that off, right? Number three, iron. Iron is vital for overall health and energy levels, and it's especially important when you're trying to shore up your defenses against infections. Red meat's typically the go-to for dietary iron. Spinach is fantastic, but you'd have to eat plates and plates and plates full of spinach to get the equivalent amount of iron in red meat. That's just a fact. But if you're concerned about that red meat consumption, you can also find it in eggs, poultry, legumes, like I said, leafy greens like like uh, kale and spinach, nuts, seeds, and iron-fortified cereals, which is what I love. Number four, vitamin C. We all know that citrus is a great source of vitamin C, but did you know that strawberries and kiwi are also packed with it? And it's also found in red bell peppers, broccoli, and cauliflower. So throw those in next shift when you cook for the crew. Number five, this is an honorable mention. I know I said I have four uh, ways to boost your immunity, but this is number five honorable mention. Vitamin D. Research suggests that there's a link between vitamin D and a healthy immune system, but you don't get this one from diet alone. You can supplement it, but ideally you want to get outside. Go for a run, go for a walk, do something, do your workout outside, go to the park, expose yourself to sunlight. But again, don't turn lobster red when doing it. In regards to all these things that I just shared with you, make sure that you talk to your doctor or at the very least that you get some blood work drawn and you look at your numbers. Identify what areas you're lacking in and make a plan to get your numbers where they need to be. In order to be able to do our jobs effectively, we need to make sure that we're in working order and that our immunity is at top-notch levels. I know I personally hate it when I'm affected by illness, whether it's cold or whatever it is. I feel weaker. I feel run down. My head gets cloudy. I hate it. Not to mention having a cold and then going into a fire with an SCBA mask on. Pretty nasty experience. (laughs) There's no magic pill against a lot of this stuff. And we all get sick from time to time. It's just going to happen. The goal of this episode was to help guide you toward mitigating that illness and to light a fire inside you to take some action. Do something about it. Keeping the things I shared with you in mind will help put you on the informed side of things, which, as a result, gives you power. So do yourself a favor and don't dismiss it. What are some things you do in order to stay on top of your immunity? Contribute to the conversation by clicking the link in the show notes or visit www.facebook.com slash group slash Ignited Firefighter Podcast Community. Here, you can connect with me and firefighters from all over the world 
You can gain some perspective, you can gain new insights on what's going on in the firefighting world, and you can get some support by brothers and sisters who actually care about maintaining and fostering the brotherhood that the fire service should be. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at IgnitedFF. Engage with me and the rest of us in the group. Engage with us, guys. This is a perfect way to share and obtain new ways to arm yourself with some strategies so you can stand firm in your principles. I've got some exciting news for you all. I have the 28-day ignition workout program already available through the website, but while that plan is geared toward building strength and meant to be done in a gym, I know that not all of us have access to that right now. So I'm currently working on what I'm calling the six-week burner that will focus on high-intensity interval training and help you maintain and build strength with a focus on fat burning. Now, the goal of this program is to do bodyweight stuff, minimal equipment. I'm trying to gear it all towards no equipment, but I'll see what I can do. Once I'm done building it, I'll announce it on the show and I'll put it up on the website for sale. If you want to take a look at the products and merchandise that I'm currently offering, visit www.ignitedff.com. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, if you see a need, own it and take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited. Ignited.